hello again, and welcome to another episode of Gab and Grow, a podcast about the people, places, and resources for your success at Western Connecticut State University. I'm your host, Mary Beth Griffin, and today we're very excited because we're talking about some practical tips that are going to help you become a better student. That's right, we're talking about study skills and test taking. Our guest today is Kara Swenson, who's the coordinator of the Tutoring Resource Center here at WCSU. Hi, Kara. Hello. Thank you for having me, Mary Beth. Oh, thank you for joining us. Um, we haven't officially talked about the Tutoring Resource Center yet, so can you tell us a little bit briefly about what it is and where it is? Yeah, sure. So the Tutoring Resource Center is located on the second floor of Haas Library, uh, and that's going to be in Midtown Campus. Uh, we are a dynamic, versatile, open space for studying and also meeting up with tutors to work on course content and enhancing that uh, academic support. Great. Um, one of the things, too, that you guys do is offer some workshops on things, and so I think that's one of the reasons we asked you in today, because we want to talk particularly early in the semester like this, about study skills and test-taking, test-anxiety kinds of things, because a lot of people come to us with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, by the time people get to college, they've done their share of, of studying and taking tests, but college is sometimes a little different and a little difficult for people. Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, so I would say those um, coming from high school and into the freshman year of uh, college, oftentimes the first thing they may notice is the pace. Mm -hmm. uh, the pace of reading, uh, the pace mm -hmm. of research, and also writing. Uh, so that is one thing that oftentimes overwhelming mm -hmm. in the first couple weeks. And kind of mapping out uh, what your course is going to look like or the weeks ahead is something that we typically suggest. So mm -hmm. oftentimes, you know, the professor kind of does, oh yeah, come in, let's go over the syllabi, and you read it all through class, or you go through and you have that kind of discussion. Um, what I would suggest then is to then look at your planner and mm -hmm. try to map out a few weeks where you think you'll be pretty busy uh, mm -hmm. with other courses then too and look at okay you know what now is a good hour to um, to then dedicate to even a tutoring session mm -hmm. or meeting up with someone else in the course to then go through and review um, all that's been done in the past two or three weeks uh, that's first and foremost yeah. is usually what I suggest and I say another difference is that freedom, that mm -hmm. managing of that freedom, yeah. right? Because it's it's completely different where you're kind of regimented in high school um, to go from one class to the next. Right. And you don't have breaks in between. So sometimes, especially in those first weeks, you're trying to figure out, oh, the campus here, what's there? Mm -hmm. And uh, even Einstein bagels in the library right. can go there. Um, but even in those like 20, 30 minutes that you maybe have between things or even if it's a couple hours, I just suggest uh, reading and going through yeah. um, some of the course concepts and also making sure that you're in a quiet space. Um, mm -hmm. Even if it's not, you know, oh, yourself, by yourself, even just being in a quiet space helps usually. With the yeah, time you know, things. it's funny. I didn't even think about the regimentation of high school because it's been so long since I've been there, I think. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's right, you know, you've got that five-minute window to get from one class to another, and there are bells going off and people watching you and things, and that is absolutely unlike anything that you have here. So even if you have a class that backs into another class, you know, yeah. 
there's plenty of distraction along the way. Exactly, you know? yeah. Even if it's just going from one uh, campus to the next, West Side mm-hmm. or Midtown, uh, I've suggested even just doing recordings or having another podcast, right. uh, <laughs> um, listening to that and uh, trying to, even if it's auditory, in mm-hmm. that time frame, kind of be learning and be active in your uh, studies. Right. Yeah. Now, I heard, you know, I think it's one of those things people talk about all the time that, you know, how much you should study for things. And I've always heard that thing. If you have a class that's a two-hour class, you should put six hours outside of the class in on studying. Are there any rules like that, or are there just kind of general guidelines that that students should follow? Yeah, so it really varies. Uh, I'd say... Um, First and foremost, it typically matters on how many chapters or books Mm -hmm. that you're uh, assigned to read. Mm -hmm. And then taking those and looking at, okay, what's the real priorities here? Mm -hmm. Um, And then narrowing down to like the outline perhaps for a paper within the first couple weeks and saying, at least I got an outline done. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I I would also suggest that, um, you know, overstudying, I don't know if there's such a thing, but I do understand that uh, there there is times where you can almost overstudy for a particular concept or a particular chapter because you're not knowing what to go for. So you're like, oh, let me just hone in on this one particular um, formula, and mm-hmm. you keep going through it, and you keep going through it but you don't necessarily get anywhere. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's best to just walk away, take a break, um, and maybe even pick it up the next day because yeah. it, it, you can get kind of, um, I call it the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. You know, you just keep going. Yeah. So. I have to do that at work sometimes too, and particularly with so much screen time because I spend my life in front of a computer screen. So, mm. you know, so it's funny. This summer I've just said I have to go out and stare into the distance for a while, and I, I walk outside and just look at clouds and the hospital and things because, A, it gives you that that break, and it mm-hmm. gives my eyes a chance to relax from certainly. some things, too. So Yeah, certainly yeah. so. And and uh, even music, too, big yeah. one. Um, just even if it's just to focus on one or two songs or you have a set playlist, so you're like, oh, this is my time mm-hmm. to just take a breather. Um, also using your hands, so like those fidget mm-hmm. um, spinners. Yep. Um, even if you're just playing with that and doing something else as you're interacting with the course or with the material mm-hmm. that you're learning, um, that connection there mm-hmm. of the physical activity as well as studying at the same time, um, that imprints more of a remembering. Uh, I, that's probably not the best way of saying it. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's the one thing that a lot of students don't do is take breaks. Mm-hmm. They don't take those moments for themselves, yeah. and uh, that's really important. And drinking a lot of water, Yeah, another big thing. I think yeah. sometimes they think so much about how much they have to do and get through that they – they think taking a break won't necessarily be useful, yeah. And yet, it's really useful because your brain, your brain needs some time off every once in a while. So yeah, certainly. Yeah. And and you know, especially when you're switching from one class to the next, mm-hmm. oftentimes students do that, and it's like, no, 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 no. You need to. I mean, bathroom break, yeah, yeah. But even walking around mm-hmm. and um, really saying, I'm not going to cram this. Although right. there's only so much time and so much, you you kind of have to sit there and say well, my brain can only handle this much. Um, That's why for our tutoring sessions over in the Tutoring Mm -hmm. Resource Center, they're one to two hours. Past that two-hour point of Mm -hmm. going through, it's almost an overload for your brain. So you need to take a a pause there. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to be careful, too, that you, you know, 
don't have an excuse to take the pause too. Yeah, because yeah. I'm somebody who would say, oh, well, you know, I got to take a pause. And three hours later, I'm, you know, done looking at all my social media and things and, and don't get back to things. So I think, you know, you have to, you have to focus a little on yep. the task at hand too. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, putting the phone away is mm-hmm. a big one. Um, we suggest that for most of the tutoring sessions yep. as well. Um, because it, yeah, there's all those times where you're going to sit there and be like, well, I think that I saw a new meme out that was better (laughs) off than this kind of, um, you know, material and learning. So yeah, yep. You can, the time limit on that pause is very important as well. (laughs) Um, you know, I know a lot of students because textbooks are so expensive, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes they just opt not to buy a textbook or they think that it's, you know, they're not going to make use of it or something. What are, what are your thoughts about, is that a good idea? Uh, it, it varies, but in most cases, I'd suggest trying to buy the book or finding another way to uh, reserve that book, mm-hmm. either through the library. Um, one of the best things about um, our library here and also throughout um, the state of Connecticut is that they're shared with sister schools. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to find a book that you have access to, all the CCSU systems, as well as the Connecticut State Library, and then as well as even other um, universities are in partnership. So um, oftentimes that book is available, especially if it's one of those reading books um, instead of the main textbook. Um, Also, I'd suggest, you know, trying to look a little ahead of time before Mm -hmm. that semester begins um, to see if you can get them, you know, used or on through another site. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also suggest even doing a Google search, um, scholar search, yep. Google scholar search to see if the articles are available. Okay. And that's, those are a couple yeah. ways. Yeah. And I know too, there are some scholarships available for students who are struggling to pay for their books too. So, um, if you are a student who that's an issue for, you know, reach out to one of your professors or to somebody on campus, cause there are some funds available, not a lot, but some yeah. that'll help you you know, maybe be able to get that. So Yeah. And even if it's that you're three weeks into the semester and you're saying to yourself, oh, I didn't get that book. And I know that professor is going to bring it up in class yep. next week. Just bring it up to the professor because yep. at that point they may have an extra copy mm-hmm. or they may even be able to scan the pages or send you something right. that is in relation to the, the yep. assignment. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of people who put aside time to study and they sit and they're you know, looking through their notes and things, but they're not really studying effectively. Mm-hmm. Are there some tips you have for how to how to set yourself up to be more effective when you study? Sure. Yeah. So um, one of the things that I tell students often is to map it out. So if you have um, a bunch of different concepts that seem like they're all inter- interrelated, mm-hmm. um, but it's still a little foggy at where and when and how, um, then to almost make like a Venn diagram or um, a map of Mm -hmm. where they kind of lie. So especially with those um, biology and chemistry courses, Mm -hmm. you get so into the detail and then you need to bring it back out to the overlying or underlying um, concepts. So uh, oftentimes mapping it out helps. Um, I would also suggest, you know, at least for me and for others in the past, food is always a good mm-hmm. um, incentive. And even if it's just little pieces of candy or something that you're like, okay, I'm going to make it five pages in of reading here. Yeah. Um, that's one way of doing it is saying, oh, I'm going to put an M&M on this page and then mm-hmm. go three pages forth and then do another M&M. Um, 
also making... Yeah, one wouldn't work for me, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, that's okay. You know, you, you can pick the... I'd uh, have to have at least three. Yeah, at least six red, seven blue. You know, uh, you would kind of figure it out yeah. on your own. But yeah, um, that's one way I've seen students do it. And, and also, um, I've also had a timeline. That's another thing mm-hmm. is to, if you have a lot of dates rolling through and, and you're like, oh, I think I need to remember this one or is this one more important? Right. What concept is what? Um, I'd say we'd create a, a timeline as well. Um, just reconceptualizing mm-hmm. and strategically thinking, okay, what is what is the important parts here? And sometimes mm-hmm. doing a tutoring session, mm-hmm. that helps um, distinguish those important mm-hmm. uh, parts. But also, what did the professor mention again and again or really, uh, um, you know, focusing on. Right. So, yeah. So a lot of students have, you know, a bit of test anxiety. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Uh, well, I mean, first off, especially if you're a freshman and coming in, you know, like this is my, you know, second or third exam, mm-hmm. um, the time restraint. Yeah. And having that time click, 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 clock, clock, clock. Yeah. That one um, often gets the anxiety pumping. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, I'd suggest mainly just trying to focus on what you're good at first. Yep. Um, so if it's the open-ended questions, even if it's the multiple choice, mm-hmm. um, kind of scattering throughout the test if there's different sections yep. to go back to it. Okay. Um, and then also if it's one of those blue book type mm-hmm. of tests where you're just writing it all yep. out and uh, – just remember the key terms and then yeah. try to really tell a story mm-hmm. in a condensed form and writing it out ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for instance, two or three days before or even if it's the night before, yeah. just writing it out of what you would put down to say, does that make sense? Yeah. Because oftentimes it sometimes Yeah, I was a big outliner. I mean, I, yeah. they taught us to outline when I was learning to write. And it was always so helpful to me mm-hmm. for essay tests that, you know, I could, on the front page of my blue book, would have my outline. So I knew before I started writing in that test, these are the things I want to make sure I cover. And then I could go back and check myself, too. So even if it's not an outline, if sometimes if you make those kind of notes and you can go back and, and do that, that's yeah, that's really helpful. Exactly. And, and even with the test anxiety, taking deep breaths, and mm-hmm. even if it's more than that, there's always accessibility services as well mm-hmm. that you can go to or just speaking to the professor um, you know, that's yeah. another thing that I would suggest as well if it becomes too um, too large. Yeah. Anxiety, yeah. Do you have any thoughts about study groups? Yeah, so study groups, <laughs> they can be helpful. They also can be very distracting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, I would suggest first and foremost to go through at least a good portion of the material on your own before then creating a small study group or a larger study mm-hmm. group. Also, the time that you – take to set up that study group and the time that you take to then invest even if it's getting pizza together or doing anything it does help when you have someone to bounce those ideas mm-hmm. off of but just keep it to set your boundaries ahead of right. time um, you also want to make sure that you know as far as sharing as much as you do back and forth that it's sharing information that really does matter and not so much about maybe complaining about mm-hmm. the course itself. Um, so, you know, that's often what I suggest, yeah, yeah is um, study groups, though, they can be fun. They can be <laughs> fun. Yeah. You know, we're recording this much earlier, but it's set to air during the, I think, the fourth week of classes. And mm-hmm. um, if someone just really hasn't gotten into that study habit yet, is it yeah. too late for them? Never too late. Never too late. Uh, Even if it's, you know, three weeks or four weeks into the semester and you haven't even really started much, Mm -hmm. 
you can always play catch up and um you know it, you have to work hard at it mm-hmm. there's no other way about it but um you know the tutoring session will help maybe even reaching out to that professor or some of mm-hmm. those people in the course um and and also just perhaps taking a look at what can i realistically do because i think there's that catch up right. game of i got to start from the beginning i got to mm-hmm. get every single assignment up uploaded a blackboard right. or something um but it really said say to yourself okay what are the three main things i can do today mm-hmm. and if you narrow it down to three even five usually yeah. that helps to just do three or five a day on uh, catch up yeah yeah um any last thoughts that you have before we you know part <laughs> uh yeah i mean it's really tough sometimes on motivation mid-semester mm-hmm. um one of the things that you find yourself almost in a um, cycle of negativity yeah. perhaps because you've gone this far, you've gotten in the course, you're, you think you're doing all the right yeah. things. And um, I'd suggest then and there to kind of just take a breather and say to yourself, you know what, this is my such and such semester, my fourth or fifth semester. Yeah. Where have I grown? grown? Mm-hmm. And to kind of reflect on how much you have learned yeah. because then it's like, you know what, I've made it this far and then I, I know I can make it even further. It's just yeah. another semester underneath my belt. So um, I'd suggest, you know, motivation is the mm-hmm. one thing that is almost the most difficult part about yeah. being a student. Yeah. So um, any little way, any little way, even if it's just yoga or something that you find a hobby of um, to keep that going. Yeah. Some little reward for yourself. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. A reward. Yeah. A reward. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's going to wrap things up for us today. Um, I hope that if you're listening, you've really had a few good hints from this. I think there's a lot of great information here and that you're going to be able to study better and not be so anxious about your tests. So thanks, Kara, so much for your time. Oh, of course, of course. I'm a pleasure. And um, I hope that you all listen in again when Kara talks to us about the Tutoring Resource Center. And then I'm going to give a shameless plug for us in housing. Um, We have a a page on our website called the Academic Success Spot. And on the right-hand menu on that page, there's a whole set of hints for study tips, test-taking, note-taking, general stress relief and things. So if you have a chance, go to our our webpage and on the right-hand column, you can find that academic success spot or ARM page. I can't remember which it's called right now, but there's some good information there if you want to find it. Um, And finally, a reminder that if we didn't answer any of the questions you had today, or if you have any ideas for other episodes you'd like us to cover, please send me an email at griffinm at wcsu.edu. And that'll be it for today's Gab and Grow.